want to welcome you all to the latest Denny Artachi Show podcast. I've got a very special uh, guest and friend, Captain Randy Lundy, fellow Army guy. Although he was a commissioned officer, I work for a living, as us NCOs <laughs> as used to say. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Behind every successful officer, there's a much more successful NCO, <laughs> non-commissioned officer. Exactly. You guys right. make the big bucks. We do the grunt work. We wouldn't have it any other way. Um, well, somebody's got to do the thinking out there. I guess that's what it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're having Randy. Uh, we, we have a lot of different topics. Today's topic is more of a somber topic. And, um, you know, life life is joyful and it's fun, but it's also filled, unfortunately, with a lot of horrible realities. And recently, I think alcohol and drug abuse is just out of control in our country. I think it is globally, but it seems like uh, we want to raise awareness. And Randy, of course, is in the medical field himself. And, um, you know, I've, I certainly have, have had times where I, I always make a joke, and it's not funny, that I'm, I'm not an alcoholic, but I've played one in real life many times. Because starting off... Um, this prompted me also a, a good musician and friend of ours recently died within a week ago and we think it was he took some drugs that were laced with fentanyl which that's another reason why this border situation <clears throat> is really hurting us in so many ways and and randy what why do you think why do you think so many are ODing or drinking too much and just it's so out of control in our country right now well i think First and foremost, there's a tremendous feeling of despair. Yeah. I think most people feel, given what the media harps on daily, what our politicians' arguments get involved with, universities, schools, it can go on and on, that America is not good. America was not founded on excellence. America was founded on victimization, on oppression, slavery. So I could go on and on about that. And so when you're growing up, if you don't feel that you're living in a country that's going to be equitable, fair, just, and have opportunity for you, then you kind of don't like the scenario, the situation you're in. If you've had a rough time growing up, and who hasn't? Yeah, in, we, a, in a dysfunctional family. My childhood, <laughs> uh, very few people had a great, great childhood. So I, you know, I hate when people use that as an excuse, but, you know, between COVID and the last five to seven years, it looks like it is just exploding out of control, especially the fentanyl crisis. I mean, it's coming over from the border, most of it, is it not? Well, over 80% of illicit fentanyl is coming through our southern border, correct? So, you know, it used to be uh, most people would stick to alcohol and, and marijuana, and that was it. But obviously this fentanyl crisis and the opioid crisis is when people took it to another level. But the first drug I want to talk about that's so dangerous is alcohol, and it is the legal drug. That, in my mind, is more of a gateway drug than anything else out there. Uh, people drink too much. They do something to offset it or wake up. It's acceptable. An interesting statistic, a horrible statistic, not interesting <laughs> Is Interesting, but horrible. But yes. horrible that most people murdered in this country are drunk, 50% of them or more. People that commit the crimes are drunk, 50% or more. So the, the number one thing I see about, and I've seen it, believe me, I've personally 
witnessed that if I've had too much to drink too fast, you could tend to be angrier or, or, and not enjoy life as much. And so I wish more people would understand that if you're drinking more than, I think the official binge drinking is if you have more than five drinks within two hours. And be honest, Randy, if we go to a club or That'd a restaurant. Tough. That would be tough to do, Denny. Can you do that? <laughs> could uh, I do that? Five and in two hours. Yes, wow. I could. You yes, could. Okay. yes, that, yes. That would be difficult to handle. Yeah. Especially if you start at 6 o'clock and that two hours ends at 8. <laughs> well, I'm saying it does happen. It happens in the college level. We have a lot of young kids that are overdosing on alcohol. They go to the, the sororities and they put them into these contests and then they have to uh, do this to, to, be, to feel set in. But... Even if you go to these places for happy hour, it's not like the bartenders look at you and go, hey, you know, you've had three drinks in the last hour. Let's slow it down. They don't say that. Well, some of, you, some of your good, smart bartenders will know, if they don't know the client, yeah. they'll know the scenario. And so I know for a fact that there are many bartenders, even in our town, that they'll play the game. If somebody keeps ordering and ordering, they're going to dilute, 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 dilute. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yes, they will because they're mm-hmm. not they're they're not going to sit there and try to have something scenario pop up on, in their bar, outside of their bar, on the way home from their bar. And they they do take responsibility. And they I've seen bartenders tell people, "I'm sorry, you've had enough. I will not serve you anymore." You know, uh, they say moderate drinking is healthy for you, but you know what moderate is? No more than two drinks for the day for men, one drink for females. So, again, how many people fit into that category? And I'm not, look, there's been many times I've drank responsibly, but when I haven't drank responsibly, that's when I've always regretted it. Don't like the feeling the next day. Uh, But there are a lot of people out there that just without medical intervention cannot stop drinking. Well, I, I want to go back to what you, a few things you said earlier. Alcohol is probably our first initiation into what we would call in our in my profession, medical profession, mm-hmm. addictive behavior. Yes. So, if you want to talk about alcohol, if you want to talk about street drugs, illicit drugs, abuse of prescription drugs, the list goes on. Smoking, vaping. That's that's the issue. Is is you condition your body to getting this feeling of relief, feeling of calm. And a, a euphoric feeling as well. It has a an euf- opiate effect. Are you, are you get a euphoric feeling, which is joy and pleasure mm-hmm. and peace. You, you, you're, stressed, you're stressed. You take drink alcohol. You all, at some point, you would, you would become calm, and the stress goes away. You've experienced a little bit of peace and joy. So that conditioning, it's not only a physical conditioning of the alcohol in the body, it's also a psychological, emotional conditioning, knowing that, boy, I've had a tough day and I can't wait to get home or can't wait to get to happy hour because I'm going to go ahead. And and relax. And I know what my formula is at that point in Mm -hmm. time. So I grew up in an alcoholic family. Uh, My my family was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was dysfunctional. And and I I vowed. So how did you know it was an alcoholic family? Did they drink every day? Absolutely. I mean, my, my, uh, from yeah. the morning on till the evening. Uh, not not in the morning. <clears throat> my dad worked a full day. Okay. And it was when he got home. Okay. As soon as he got home, he worked. Uh, he was a he was a union blue collar guy. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Get up at six. In, you know, five six in the morning. Be punch in at seven. He'd punch out at three thirty. He'd get home at three forty five, and by four o'clock, he'd be out the door. My mother would have dinner ready at four. He would, and that's 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 the first fight of the night. 
I got dinner ready at four. Well, I'm going to go down the street. Um, but that meant I'm going to go to the club. And have a few drinks have a before few drinks. I come and back. Come, yeah. he, then he'd come back at six. Not That just got him started. He probably had those five drinks within two hours. Got him started. He was yeah. a, he was a bola maker drinker. Whiskey, shot of whiskey That's and it. a beer yeah. chaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and his buddies. And they did it every day. And then he would go dinner, take a clean up, go back out at 8 o'clock and at 10, come back 10, 11 at night. And it was just, uh, that, that's, that was the repetition of my household growing up. So I made a vow knowing that eventually I would have children, which I have three boys. Yes. I made a vow to myself, I will never, ever, ever do that. And I'm not going to drink every day in well, front of my kids in my house. Here, here's the problem. It doesn't happen overnight. It, 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 it goes through years and years, and it just keeps exponentially growing. You don't notice it until, like, for example, I, I have to experiment because I tell you that in the past I've drank way too much more than I should have in public or if I'm doing a gig. So, I, you know, one of the things is, hey, what if I don't drink for a few days? How do I feel? You know, is my body reacting? Is my mind crazy? And so far, I can do that and turn off that switch because I'm conscious of it. I think many people, they're not conscious of it. Or you're hanging around others that think, hey, it is okay to have five or six drinks during happy hour and then go home and uh, be the angry ogre that you are. And, and uh, you know, that that's the problem with it. It is legal. Folks, I'm not anti saying you shouldn't drink alcohol. Of course not. I'm saying be responsible. Get help. There's no shame in getting help if you have a problem. Everyone is, is vulnerable. It's like you say, you, you, you develop an addictive personality or, or, or you, you mask yourself away from reality. Same can be said about marijuana. I mean, I, I, that's, it is technically a less harmful drug, but if you're smoking pot all day long, every day, I don't, I don't see you being very productive. Well, uh, ma- ma- you know, <laughs> let, let's not get too carried away about marijuana being a safe and innocuous drug. Well, compared to... Okay, I, I guess it seems that statistically it doesn't have the toxicity as alcohol does. Alcohol uh, breaks down in your body differently. It stops you from healing. And I certainly am not an expert like you are. So what is your take on, on marijuana then or how dangerous that is? Well, marijuana is a, the problem with marijuana these days. Mm-hmm. And I've never smoked marijuana. I, I grew up in the... I wish I could say that. I was an iron <laughs> butterfly and, and a bunch of old hippie bands. So uh, <laughs> I grew up in the 70s. <laughs> So it was around, but I... So I, uh, was the other stuff in the 70s. Yeah, I, I stayed away from it. You know, I, I wanted to go to college and on a football scholarship, yeah. which I did. And when I got to college... Did you see that movie, thing, Reefer Madness, and yes. that's what stopped you from doing it? <laughs> well, all I know is if I didn't want to go be sent home from college packing and my coach kicking me off the team, telling my parents that I yeah. got kicked out because I was caught smoking marijuana. Right. I didn't want to even come remotely close to that. But... Nowadays, with marijuana, the problems that we have is the THC. Mm-hmm. That's the active ingredient that is, a, that is just major addictive. Isn't it like 50 times stronger than back when you were a young lad? Well, the, the way that people <laughs> process marijuana now is they, they, the marijuana that is made available to the street yeah. is tenfold, fiftienfold much more potent. Much more. Because it has a higher concentration of THC. So you become an instant politician once you smoke today's pot versus the 70s. Well, that I, I, that, that, that could be. You could, you could be lobbying in that direction. But the, the issue that we're finding, especially with young kids, with teenagers yeah. smoking street marijuana, is that they, beget, they, they 
deteriorate their cognition abilities because it goes directly, THC goes directly to the brain cell. And we're seeing a lot of issues with schizophrenia. Paranoia is rampant. Paranoia is very right. rampant with smoking of marijuana. So those are the things that set people up and it's been called, marijuana has been called a gateway drug. And believe me, it is because- Well, a again, lot of things can be. Well, Coffee again, can Benny, be a gateway alcohol, drug. marijuana, mm -hmm. they're, they're pathways to addictive behavior. And when you get into addictive behaviors and you, you absorb that personality of an addict, that is dangerous to your economic success, your educational success, your vocational success, your professional success, your family success. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things that happen when you, when you get into addictive behavioral traits. It's, it's sociopathic. And when you deny, as, as my father would deny, well, I'm drinking, I'm only hurting myself. No, you're not, Dad. You're hurting the family. You're hurting those who love you because this affects us. This affects us. It, it, it's hard because, again, I don't know anyone, including myself, where uh, you would drink in excess and the next day you're so proud of it or you feel great. That's not what happens. But the other thing, and I believe besides alcohol, besides marijuana, this fentanyl thing is just so out of control. I don't know. Uh, I guess they're putting it in cocaine. I, I don't even know. What do people do anymore? They do cocaine. They do heroin, heroin cocaine, methamphetamines. methamphetamines. Those are, you mean, and, right and, now, on the street, yeah. crack, coke, heroin, meth, meth you know, the meth labs, There's okay. and, the, and the fentanyl. Now, fentanyl, I mean, what they're doing now, fentanyl, is you can take it orally. You can make it into gel. They take it into a paste. We have fentanyl pain patches. You've seen people So people buy fentanyl patches. on purpose. It's not just well, it, put into these drugs that they overdose is a, on. Fentanyl is, is, is a prescription narcotic legend drug that is available via a, a physician's prescription. Okay. So you can get fentanyl in, it, with a legitimate physician's prescription. Is it a painkiller? It's a, it's a strong, strong So that's what's killer. in all the opioid crisis? It was because it was fentanyl? Well, fent fentanyl is used for painkilling, for severe pain. Okay. Where other, other products like OxyContins were refractory, they weren't working well. You've got Dilaudid, you've got Fentanyl, which are probably your most powerful on, that, on the legend prescription market now. Fentanyl comes available in street as well. And so you can make a paste of it, you can, you can shoot it up, you can sniff it, you can put it, you can cut the, pa the pain patches up. <laughs> you know, no, I'm uh, laughing because you're such a conservative guy. <laughs> you and I talk about God, and you're so dialed in on this. I mean, how did, because you're in the medical field yes. and you had to learn it. And yes. Do you get many that come in that are on these drugs that you've got to detox and get them sober? Oh, of course. I mean, we, they, don't, they don't come in and very rarely would they come in and say, hey, I'm on... I'm, I'm yeah. taking illicit drugs. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm uh, taking, I need some I'm help. I'm mixing fentanyl. You know, you have to kind of probe and pry mm -hmm. to get information once people come into a, into a recovery center. But as I was saying, the patches, the most interesting thing I've seen is these patches are maybe index card size. Okay. And people cut them. And they, then they take the, there's a, there's a little foil package and a, a delivery system package that wraps around. So they remove all the delivery transdermal patch product wrapping and they put the patch of that that's that has the, the the part of the patch that's got the drug base under their tongue and take it sublingually. See, I don't understand. I know that I'm going to die a lot earlier than I want to. These people <laughs> are like in a hurry. Hey, I don't want to wait. I want the the fast path to death. The other thing is, um, I think people get off seeing that's it's, it's so exciting that I'm 
I could almost die, but the high is so cool. I, I guarantee that our friend who passed away about a week ago as a musician had no idea that that was good, the outcome was well, going to be. You, and I'm concerned that many people are taking these other drugs, and that's exactly what's happened. They're accidentally – is there a statistic on how many people accidentally overdose on fentanyl or opioids? Because I think that's probably what's out of control. Well – I, I don't know. I don't have a raw data on accidental mm -hmm. doses. Number one, if somebody passes passes because they took an overdose, I can't find out. I can't interview that person and say, "Yeah, that's you true." Know, did you know, was this laced? Did you know it was laced? Or <laughs> were you or, looking or, to die? Yeah, um, right. But the problem the problem is going back to fentanyl coming over the border out of China. I mean, that's just that's a conduit. So they're sending it from China to Mexico through the border. Well, of course, that's how it's had. That's why the statistics in America. The, the, I've got mortality rates, if you want me to pull them up here. The mortality rates that have gone, that have increased in America from 2014 to now, to, like, to, to the end of the fiscal 2021, uh, which, which is just staggering, 107,000, 107,000 documented fentanyl deaths in the last fiscal year, in, in, as, a, as according to the, the uh, DEA and the CDC. And that's, we've never seen anything close to 75,000 fentanyl deaths. So what's happening is there's an opportunity that's going on in this country where the black market is shipping things from overseas, mostly China. Mm -hmm. They're getting they're getting sent down, they're getting sent down to the border. They're getting sent down to the border and the mules or the hustlers Chaperones, whatever you want to call them, yeah, that are taking them, they're taking them putting across it in the border, their bodies. putting in their bodies, yeah. and they're, they're packing it away. And if you watch the news, just watch the news, and you'll see almost weekly you're finding these big busts at the border, and that's and, and that's what's happening. And then what they're doing is they're taking the fentanyl and they're intermixing it, as, as you, as yeah, you said earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I think most of the people that are overdosing are doing it by accident. I don't know too many people who are purposely trying to kill themselves. And it's just a dangerous thing out there. I think, like you, uh, the whole, the whole message of this, folks, is uh, being hooked on alcohol or any kind of drugs is not the way to go. Get help. You know, there's plenty of help out there. There's no shame in it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the worst thing to do is to keep trugging along without help for yourself and your family. Do you have some of the statistics that you want? Yes, to, uh, I'm just going to kind of go over, you know, some of the things that are going on here. With, I with, think the other thing is, data. Yeah. is there free help for people that are hooked? That's the thing. You know, we're veterans. We have the VA. Thank God they do take care of us. And a lot mm -hmm. of veterans, they fit into this category horribly. You know, you and I do stuff for veterans. We're, we're also going to do something for uh, Congressman Mast uh, in July. And there's a lot of veterans that are homeless. Yes. You know, they're, they're hooked on drugs. They're taking alcohol. They don't care whether they live or die. And I think, unfortunately... Besides veterans, there's too many people in our country, youth or uh, people who have lost their jobs that fill in, they fall into that category. Is there free help available for people? If they're, uh, that's the question I'd want to know. Well, mo most communities and most municipalities do have uh, drug addiction recovery information centers. Okay. And so you can, if somebody, let me, let me say it this way, Denny. If somebody wants help, they can find help. They can get started at no cost to them. They may be fortunate to go ahead and find resolution through a recovery plan right. that's paid for and taken care of by a government entity. But the first thing to do is to get people to get into a recovery program. 
Easy, much easier said than done. Of course, it much is. easier said. Yeah, than first done. of all, a and person is going to they're going to want to want help. Well, the, reco- the the recidivism rate of people that go into recovery plant recovery programs, which means I'm a drug user, and whether I did it on my own volition, my family uh, threatened me, or the court <laughs> right. or, or the court said, or the court said, or you, the court said, you know, yeah. recovery or prison. So however mechanism they get to a recovery mm-hmm. center, they get to a recovery center. 70%, over 70% of people who go through a, let's say, 40, 40 to 50 to 60 day recovery program, which is typical once you get detoxed, they... Is that what it is typically? They have you in there for a couple of months? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, get, you get detoxification, physical detoxification is usually seven days, give or take a few days on either side. And once you finish on the detox side, then you go into a didactic, which is like a group counseling sessions, uh, individual counseling sessions, where you actually move in to a facility and you're there 24 seven, you're monitored, no cell phones, and everything is monitored and structured to get people to learn about addic- the, the addictive behavior syndrome. Mm-hmm. There's the 12-step program that's out there. So, and that takes usually 30 to 40 days, and then you graduate into an independent process where you're on your own, but you're still checking in morning and night. Hey, I'm gonna go to work, and I'm gonna come back. See, and, I had no idea, uh, and that's, that, that may deter a lot of people right there. They're like, whoa, I, I don't wanna be put away for two months. Well, but if your life is that much out of control, um, it's, it's not a long time to it, get. It's, no, it's it's not a long time, and and you need people need time to be successful. But you see what I'm saying? If someone's taking care of their family, they're the breadwinner. They're like, well, there's no way I can go away for two months to get clean and sober. But well, then, they'll, then they'll try to do it on their own. They will try and do it on and their own. And guess what? And it's it's a high uh, failure rate. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly they exacerbate. They come right back into the same yeah. thing. And as I mentioned before, 77 out of 10 people who go through a formal program and finish the formal program, 7 out of 10 of those people, they exacerbate and they become users once again. Because the, the, the whole issue, Denny, in addictive behavior syndromes are some really bad sociopathic behaviors that people come up with. First of all... It's not just a company you keep? <laughs> because I'm it's telling not, you, if you, hang, if you hang around drunken sailors, <laughs> no offense, Jim, if you're listening Commander to the podcast, Jim? yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of sailors, uh, totally off the subject, I want to congratulate you <laughs> on, what? On, on having Admiral Rear Admiral Tom yes, Lynch thank you. in a couple of weeks. I'm uh, looking to be- forward to, uh, to have him on the show and... and He's part of New Day. He does the mortgages. For those people who don't know the name, uh, Admiral Lynch is a retired uh, two-star admiral. admiral, Rear admiral. And he is the uh, chairman and CEO of New Day USA. So all those commercials that people see on television for mortgage loans, Mm -hmm. for for veterans and refis, that gentleman, that's Tom Lynch. And so Tom will be on with a friend of mine. He hosted Bobby and I at the Army-Navy game oh, great. in last December, which was a fantastic You just time. love him because he's a Buckeye. That's all. Well, You're, he is a Buckeye. You guys are like, But I know. don't like him because I had to sit in a <laughs> at that game. I was the token Army guy. Everybody else was Navy. And I was is that the, right? I was the only Army guy, and I got beat up. <laughs> but getting, so I'm sorry. So congratulations on Oh, thank you. No, but what, where we got into the subject, I, I mentioned drunken sailors. But a lot of what we're talking about is hanging around people who, who are like-minded that say, hey, it's not okay to drink your life into oblivion or to do drugs well, part of and, 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 and overdose and, and now your family, you know, you're dead. Uh, you have to hang around people that think it's not normal. Well, part of this 
this uh, recovery phase, this, this two month, almost two month phase is making people aware of the fact that you got to change your friends. You got to change the people that you cannot come in here, be, expect, expect to be successful, which you can be here for two months, go back right. home and cavort and hang around with the same crowd uh, that you did two months ago. That is a, that's a recipe for failure. But the behaviors that addictive behavior causes and the, the fentanyl things, Denny, I think a lot of this is 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 covert. I, I believe and this is just me from reading the data. Sure. I believe that most of the fentanyl episodes that we're having are not consciously people saying, I want to buy the fentanyl. Fentanyl is being laced into. That's what I believe. Other, Correct. Other, other illicit products mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know about it i don't think knowing that knowing the risks of fentanyl and most people do know the risk of that, that's my whole point so uh, people that go outside of just alcohol and marijuana and again i'm not saying you're safe by doing both of them uh and and bypassing the others but i'm like they don't put fentanyl in marijuana do they Oh yeah. Oh, they do that too. Great. So now, so next thing they'll meet, they'll be putting it in vodka and tequila as you well. To, you have to understand <laughs> that the, the addictive I mean, nature, the addictive nature of fentanyl is fifty times more potent and greater than it is for for morphine. Okay. And it's stronger than morphine, and it's got severe complications. Most people die. So you of, know that for a fact. They're putting it in marijuana. Oh, now they, as well. they lace it with everything. Unbelievable. Fentanyl is lay is they lace in fentanyl with mm-hmm. with street drugs. Yes, they do. Okay. Why? Because it's addictive. It is the most addictive product that you can have on the street today, and it's a synthetic product. Fentanyl is synthetic. People can make it, and mm-hmm. that's why the availability of it is unlimited. And once you lace a methamphetamine with fentanyl, and you take it and you live, you're hooked. Why? You're hooked because of the fentanyl because it's so strong and it's got such a, 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 a significant. It's like I said earlier. Problem. You know, well, I could die, but man, that high is great. There's no high in the world worth dying for. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. But I didn't know that. I'm ignorant about this. Uh, I didn't know they put it in marijuana. Next thing they're going to be putting oh, they... in tequila and, and bourbon as well. <laughs> so, um, but you know, the, I think if if more people talked about it, maybe we could bring an awareness. I know that I mentor students throughout uh, the school district of Palm Beach County, and I also preach, you know, anti-drugs, be healthy. Uh, it's better to be sober in life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I know personally that it's just better to be sober, better in business, better for your personal development, and. Um, with with our friends that recently passed away from this, I just that's why I wanted to do a show mm-hmm. to try and raise awareness. Folks, help is out there. Like Randy was saying, there's uh, pretty much every community has abuse programs in place that Correct. you can you can you know go out and get help with. Some people though, uh, their family has enough, and then they do an intervention, and then uh, they actually take them away against their wishes, don't they? Well, a lot of people end up in recovery centers yeah. because of because, because of force, because of their, it's not voluntary. No. So some, same people, some people show up voluntarily, some show up involuntarily. The, the addictive nature, though, of, of alcohol, marijuana, and believe me, marijuana, your body, that brain likes that, that hit of THC. It, mm-hmm. likes that, it likes that hit. And when you continue to condition yourself and satisfy and satisfy those receptors, those neuroreceptors, what happens is we have got natural neuroreceptors in our body. 
these illicit drugs block the, nat the organic neuroreceptors and, they and the nerves absorbed the illicit compound. And that's why the demand is there because the body says, I need that, I need that, I need that. Yeah, I know I, I've, I've got my own organic things, but I don't, it's not like the same hit I get. And, and people who go to, your addictive people who have this behavioral patterns, they're very good at lying. Yeah, well, they don't want anyone they, to know they yeah, are, their secret. Absolutely. They are excellent yeah. fabricators. <laughs> they're excellent Wait a minute, you just, you just described a lot of people in power right now. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, this, is the, this is what we have to understand about people yeah. that are involved in addictive behaviors. They lie in fabrication lying. They can make up a story and they can lie their way through and around anything. And they're very convincing because they're sociopathics. They also exploit and use people. They'll use you for everything they can get out of you in order to keep their fix going. And that is, so those behaviors But the are, fix is obvious. I mean, you can obviously tell when someone is, is not sober. I mean, well, you can, you know. you, yes. Yeah. Addictive behaviors uh, are, are very, very visible. And it's, and, but, but most of the time, family members deny it. The user mm. denies it. And it's, it's, a, it's a bad scenario because you want to help people. You want to get a loved one taken I, I, care of. I have of. read that because, like I said, I've had my concerns myself because I've been in rock and roll bands and, uh, you know, <laughs> the memories aren't always great. But I did read that, that most of these uh, addictive personalities, alcohol, they're in denial. They don't think they have a problem. Correct. So as long as I can always go, dude, you may have a problem. At least I'm on the right path or at least everyone out there listening if you if you can question yourself and go, you know what? Let me see if I if I can go a few days without this mm -hmm. and see if it makes a difference. If you cannot do that, then you have a problem. You know, there was an old joke that I'm not an alcoholic because I don't go to those damn meetings. Well, it's that denial thing. But the simple fact is, whatever your drug is, whether it's alcohol, marijuana, or any of these other crazy things that people get involved in, if you cannot consciously say i'm not going to do that today or a few days or a week and not feel normal then that's probably the biggest sign that you have an issue you know uh and i, I think, would think I, yeah I, and i think also people need to understand no matter what you're abusing even something as simple as is marijuana there are ill effects there are ill effects that come out of this whole thing so whether whether you want to take the responsibility for that or not know that down the road you cannot there there are people who have tried to smoke marijuana their entire life they can't do it there are people that have tried to drink their entire life what are you life talking about there, there's i know plenty of people that have smoked as long as i've known i'm like man don't you ever give it a break <laughs> no what are you talking about is not because i think they build their tolerance they build a tolerance you know they may start off having a few puffs now it's like well i could smoke a whole well, bag was, and be okay that was my point my point <laughs> so, my point that i was going to finish was yeah they can do it their whole life and they can't why because they build tolerance they build so tolerance. what do they have to do they they have to go to the next level and they, folks i please forgive us it's not a laughing matter. I do want to bring awareness. It's, it's, it's more like a, a, a nervous reaction because, uh, you know, there's so many serious things like this in life. And uh, I do want, we do want to bring awareness. It's not, it's not a laughing matter. But Randy and I, uh, we're pranksters and jokesters with each other. That's why we do music together and uh, do a lot of things. But this is a serious issue. That we, have, we have a serious issue, and it's, it's connected also, Denny, with homelessness. Yes. Today, today in California, mm -hmm. they're having their... 
their primary uh, primary elections and recalls. For, Again, for, okay. Uh, for, yes, they're, they're working on recalls for mm-hmm. the prosecutor in Los Angeles County and the prosecutor in San Francisco because these folks are allowing the homeless people to set up tents on public streets and, and, and continue to abuse, continue their, their abuse of illicit drugs. They hand out needles to them. Um, our, even, our own president, presidential administration last year was passing out safe, safe street drug kits that had crack pipes in them. They contain crack pipes. So when we have governments that are supporting and encouraging what they consider to be safe use, there is no such thing as safe use with illicit street drugs and allowing people to be on these, to, to camp and live on public streets. Uh, it's, it's, this is why they're having the recall elections I, I in think California. it starts with the family, having the nucleus and, and a regular, normal family. It starts in, in our school systems to educate, because education is the only way and awareness that people can win this battle. Because if you be fall onto this, the saying is, it controls you. You don't control it. it once you've gotten to a, a certain stage of addiction, that's why you need the intervention. It controls you. You don't control it. And I have a great and, concern for our veterans, Denny. We have 50,000-plus yes. 50, homeless veterans in America today. And many of those veterans, God bless them, they don't want to use, but they have no other they have no other alternative in their mind. They can't find their place in society. They have not acculturated and assimilated after they've done their service. And that that's a big problem. Yes, the VA uh, is is more much more responsive. Year after year, they're getting much more responsive for for treatment opportunities and providing the our veterans with, with housing opportunities and care opportunities. This VA here, which I go to, uh, and I think you used uh, yes, West Palm Beach. Yes. It's one of the best in the country, and uh, the facilities good. The people there really care about the veterans. But still, all in all, you're right. I see it too often. We've done golf charity events for veterans and, and yes, many things last year, yes. and and it's it's so sad to see fellow veterans that did so much uh, but it's not just veterans there's a lot of people uh, through covid and the economy and everything that i think because life is so hard and they either don't have mentors or or some kind of support systems in place that's why they do turn to alcohol and drugs instead of going to church or praying to god and looking for other ways to deal with it because you know, you can feel good by eating well and exercising, but it takes more work. It's not just mm-hmm. a pill that you pop in. You work at it. Um, I have some friends that don't understand as a musician, as because, you know, I still play, how I'd want to be asleep by 10 o'clock. And I'm like, well, because I want to be at the gym at 530. That's why. And it I've doesn't got, make I've sense. A, I've got a full day of, of business tomorrow. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. I, can't, I can't just sleep in. Uh, I have clients. I have partners and things that I have to do. So that's another sign that... If you can't stop and it gets in the way of your business and and, uh, you're making money or having a good, happy family, you know, people should get help out there. And there's no shame in it. The shameful thing is to continue doing what you're doing and hurting yourself and your family. Get some help. There's a lot of folks out there that we call functional addicts. Yes. They can can drink, they can use, and they're they're functional day after day after day. But, again, there comes a point in time where that, that... Something happens. Money goes away. Job goes away. A crisis pops up. Something happens. And that's, again, another denial process that people get into where they say, well, I can do this and I can do that. Look how good I look. I can still do this. I can still work. But it's not it's not a good lifestyle for people to try to 
live on a daily basis. And the, the, the whole thing there, Denny, talk to people, speak to people if you've got friends. Uh, we, we talk about see something, say something. Yes. You do that with your friends if you right, feel people right. that are having, having an issue. Certainly get involved. And, and that's nothing but – that's not criticism. It's just love. It's just flat-out love for our brothers and sisters. Yeah, I think, I think most people turn to those vehicles because they don't have someone to turn to. There's no one to talk to, so they want to mask and take away the pain or whatever they're dealing with. And unfortunately, because of COVID, I mean, the, the draconian-style lockdowns that they were imposing, I mean, how could people not flip out in the last few years well, and, I mean, and go to uh, alcohol and drugs? And, alcohol and, and drugs uh, was it happened. Crazy talk behavior. About, talk about pandemics, alcoholism, drug use. Over obesity and overweight. Obesity, murders. It's, uh, yes, violence. It's, I mean, the, you could we could go on and list everything that happened during the during the pandemic time, to include uh, vaping. Yeah, vaping. That's a crazy thing. I can't see how uh, they don't see that that smoke that comes out is like a whole chimney. How it's bad for well, you. There's a whole lot of there's <laughs> a whole lot of because they they sold vaping. that as a safe thing to do, right? Hey, just go ahead and vape. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> and, uh, well, you have some statistics on vaping because it is insane. I, I know when we were preparing for this, I had mentioned to you that I yeah. wanted to make a mention on uh, on vaping because remember how popular it was? What two or three years ago? Absolutely. Before, yeah, they were like, COVID. "Oh, this is a safe alternative to smoking." Absolutely. Don't get, worry about it. You could get vapes with nicotine and without nicotine. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, it was it was flavor such, stores. It was like such a struggle grocery. because uh, you know high schoolers were vaping. Oh, and, everybody and, was vaping. It was so. safe. Yeah, yeah, safe, right. Think How safe is it now? now? <laughs> what if they come out with data-wise so for this? This is this is this is something from the American <laughs> Cancer Society that I just thought was kind of kind of uh, in, very interesting. Oh my goodness. Okay, so vaping. What does it contain? It contains e-liquids, which would be electronic liquids, of okay. course, as you know. Right. So how they first started this was they got these vape pens. And you charge this little USB yes. batter, battery yes. or something in mm -hmm. a USB port. You charge the battery. You plug the battery into this vape stick. And then the vape stick, uh, the battery would heat up the stick, which would melt everything in. But who came up with this? I've got this. it and oh, smoke. I've got this great idea. We're yeah. going to smoke liquid with uh, an electronic tube stick stuck in it. So there was, yeah, there's aerosols, which all we know, we know. We, we banned, well, we didn't ban. We don't use aerosols anymore yeah, but for under What is the carcinogen of these vape smoke? It's got to be like 10, oh, that's great. Aldehydes. Oh, okay. Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde, yeah, right. Yeah, aldehydes. Yeah. It's, stabilized, it's a stabilizing So they stick in all this in the vape chemicals. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm going to just But kinda... it tastes so good, according to them, Randy. <laughs> well, because that's what they mask it with. They mask everything. You could go in and buy. Maybe you could bubble gum it's a, flavor. It's a and... smorgasbord. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've got a little table here, Denny, of Are they of actually things. inhaling the vape, though? Of course. Oh my God! And that's why so, like cigar smokers, they're not supposed to inhale, but they do with the vaping. Well, the, the whole purpose of vaping was to inhale, Ugh. so you could get you could get the the water, yeah, the uh, well, the sensation the of sensation something of smoking. going right. Yeah, be, because you've got you've got the smoke, which is which is the condensation of the mist from the heat boiling over the aldehydes and the chemicals, and you breathe it into your lungs. Nobody's vape. Bottom line is, Denny, nobody's vaping anymore that's got a brain because it was tearing up people's lungs. So here's a list of the toxic chemicals that have been found by the American Cancer Society. I don't see anybody vaping. really vaping anymore. You're right. It Acetoin, used to be such a fad. Acetopropanyl, acrylene, acrylamide, 
acryl acryl uh, nitrile, benzohyde, cin- cinnamaldehyde. It looks like citral, you're reading off like salad dressing or yeah. mayonnaise at the store or something. Dicetaldehyde, <laughs> eucalyptopol, formaldehyde, ovanillin, pentanidione, nice. pentanidione, propylene oxide, uh, pulagon. Pul- pul- I mean, some of these I can't even. I mean, I'm, I've been doing healthcare I, for 40 years. I don't even know. Well, what the these last are. one is vanilla. Now, wait a minute. I like <laughs> vanilla. Hold on. That's the flavor. So. As your lungs get all destroyed, you can at least taste good while it's doing. Well, it, there were right? a lot of there were a lot of pulmonary ill effects and a lot of heart effects too. So actually, this the the these chemicals that were in vapes were actually tearing down the small little air sacs in your lungs called alveoli. And what they did to the to your arteries, heart, lungs, wherever in the body, was they would tear down the artery walls. They were so toxic, they would you would get like micro bleeds, small little bleeds mm. that were going on into your arteries that, that carry the That's blood. That's a lot oxygen. faster than tobacco. I'm sorry, That's my friend. A, well, uh, as fast as vaping came in, <laughs> vaping went out. Okay, well, so folks, alcohol, marijuana, vaping, fentanyl, crystal meth, I don't know. I would, st- and on top of that, People eat too much fast food, (laughs) so and they don't exercise. So they're hooked on these drugs. They're not exercising. They're eating like crap. And I think think, you know what? For the first time, I think in the last few years, our mortality tables have been dropping. People are not, you know, living longer. The trend is starting to change, and I think it's because of this and our lifestyles and the food that we're eating. I mean, God knows cancer's out of control, too. And unfortunately, a lot of these drugs, including alcohol, alcohol stops your body from healing itself. It creates a lot of problems that your body's burning the acetate in it. But these other drugs, these street drugs, my God, look at all those chemicals you said. Well, this <laughs> is vaping. Uh, but I think, I think the greatest fear, and I would directly address this to parents. Sure. The greatest fear as a parent and concern that, that I believe is prevalent are two things. Do not let your kids vape. Vaping is toxic. And just for the data that we've been able to collect for the last maybe five years has proven the ill effects of how bad it is on the cardiovascular system and how bad it is for the pulmonary, the respiratory, the lungs. Really bad. Secondly, illicit drugs. I would be checking with your children constantly. And when I say children, I don't mean just the teenagers. I mean the 20s and 30s because this is running rampant. Yes, the prevalence, the mortality rates are high with, with the teenagers. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, no doubt about that. Or they're getting in a car driving and they're getting into accidents. It's, but, it's, it's but out of control. They're, they're, taking, they're taking other illicit street drugs that are being laced with fentanyl. And that's the... Me- if, we, if any message, Denny, can come out of our podcast today is people need to understand that every street drug right now is, is so polluted with fentanyl because it's synthetic, you can make it easy, you can distribute it easily, and it's high, it is the most addictive product that you could possibly have on the face of the earth right now. There is no high worth dying for. That's, that's all, you know, and we've, I've lost too many people that I know, uh, friends. Uh, if, if COVID didn't get them, cancer didn't get them, overdosing on this. So... Uh, again, I feel so bad. I hope that you take this message truly. Um, and yes, parents need to, not just the teenagers, when they're in their 20s and 30s, you know, when when their their kids lose their jobs or they're going through rough times. When you got a rough time in and, life. And they're, they're reaching out, not to God or counseling, but 
to alcohol and drugs. If you if you say if you see any significant behavioral changes that happen quickly and abruptly, that's a sign that something could possibly be going on as well. Yeah. Where something just where, where you're seeing behaviors that are totally out of the ordinary, never seen it before, and you're wondering, well, wonder what happened. And and then your child says, everything's great, everything's cool. You know, I didn't know. I knew you did a lot of physical therapy with your medical uh, career, but you have also a lot uh, for addiction, apparently, huh? You have a lot to come well, in. Well, being an Army Nurse Corps officer, we dealt we dealt with a lot of uh, of, of uh, addictive behaviors, uh, PTSD, addictive behaviors, uh, mental health disorders, and. That's it's just unfortunately it's a reality. Well, you were you were active duty, so you, you absolutely saw it. yes, you saw it with absolutely your PTSD and and uh, you know it does it's prevalent to to now everyone. The, the, be- the beauty in the military is we could order people what to do and what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so you know we we had so we had some semblance of control in that, but that doesn't help people once they get on their own and get back into the civilian life. But it, it is a it is a common thread that we're always looking at uh, across all, all service branches is to be aware of mental health disorders and to provide those services for not only veterans, but also for active duty people, especially when they are overseas deployed. And we're also trying to take care and minister to their families. So when the, when the dad or the mom is away and the rest of the family with the kids are still in the United States separated, that's a tough time as well. So on the military side, on the VA side, uh, we, we keep that always first and foremost in considerations to make sure that when people get deployed or when they come back from deployment, sure. that everybody's clean, everybody's healthy, everybody's mental mental faculties are stable. So when that deployed person comes back and joins the, joins the family, that they can just pick up the slack sure. and continue to move forward and find and Well, the, what you're you're describing support groups and the problem is most people who know that they have either mental or emotional issues they just don't have a place to go to. They don't have people to talk to and that's where the breakdown is. They well, they don't have someone to talk to because you know the first thing they say, well, Randy, it's just all in your head. Yeah, that's the problem. It is all in my head and I need to get it out of my head. <laughs> and uh, well, I want to bring I want to bring people back to the church too. We, we've left the church. This country yes. has left the church. Yes. And if you need help, if you need help at any part of your life, addictive behaviors, uh, alcoholism, to, and, and drugs inclusive, you, your church will help you. If you go to your Absolutely. church and you make an appeal to your church for help and your clergy, they will help you and get you on a good path. Because I, I recently uh, was going through a rough patch, and absolutely, I went to my church, and I, mm-hmm. I, I spoke to the clergy and the, and the pastors, and they were very helpful, absolutely. And you're right. People do need to reach and you out. T- and you talk about getting getting services or, you know, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. What kind of service can we get at no charge? Your church. <laughs> Your that, church, that, exactly. That's, right. why, that's, why the, that's why the church is there. The church is there to minister. Right. So, so go back to the church. Go back to God. Go back to Jesus, whoever, whoever your your superior your, your superior being is, and and have that that uh, that moment, have that conversation, and let the church help as well. So communities, government agencies, but there's no better way I think Absolutely, than, than yeah. the church to be your number one resource for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So, folks, I hope uh, if you're listening to the podcast that you know you heed it, you get some help. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's certainly worth it. And you know there is support. There are support groups out there. I'm just so tired of losing friends. Uh, something that happened so senseless recently, and that's that's why I usually like to have happy, upbeat podcasts. But I also like to 
you know, discuss many different things. And this is an important topic. It really is. In our country, in our world, uh, it's, it's better to be sober and work out your problems. I'm not saying that you can't fail and fall off the, uh, <laughs> fall off the, <laughs> off the wagon, wagon and sure. stuff from time to time. But at least know that it is worth it. It is worth getting help. Uh, you'll, you'll like life much better. When, <laughs> when you mm -hmm. uh, detox yourself and you learn to be sober and you eat well and you exercise, you're never going to regret it. You're never going to go back to, hey, I, I, I still like to be a drug addict or an alcoholic because I had so much more fun when I did that. God has, a, God has a good plan for every one of us. I think so, yeah. And he yes. knows our plans. So if you're butting your head against one road and you can't get forward, leave that road and find the path of least resistance because that's where God wants you to be. Go to the church. Let the church help out, Denny. And I thank you for allowing me to be here today to talk about this issue. Be safe. There's too much danger out there on the streets. Fentanyl is is taking it's over. It's just not worth it. It's, yeah, and it's it not really worth, is it is not, not worth it. It's not worth it because you can lose your life in a heartbeat. Technically, really a heartbeat yeah. these days on the streets. And I, like I said, I, I know I'm going to die way before I want to. I don't want to speed up the process. And uh, it concerns me. I, You know, maybe fear is a good thing because if I had no fear... I, I, maybe I'd get hooked on this stuff too, but I'm af I'm afraid of dying and messing with this great. I watch how much coffee I drink for crying mm. out loud, you know. And um, but folks, you know, get help. It's out there. There's no shame in it. Life is worth it. It really is. Thanks for listening to uh, uh, the Denny Artachi show, and hopefully the next uh, next week will be a more up uplifting topic. But uh, this one really touched home with me recently where a friend recently passed away, and I'm sure that he was not planning to do that. So make it a great day. God bless, and we'll see you next time. And thanks, Randy. Thank Always you, a Danny. pleasure, buddy. Thanks, everybody.